0: Thanks for listening to the DJ and the dancer.
1: I'm DJ Clean,
0: and I'm Sakina Ibrahim. Let's get into this thing. Hey, DJ Clean, how you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, Sakina? I'm
0: feeling good. I'm feeling good every day. <laughs> Blessed and highly flavored. <laughs> same, same. So, what's the, what's
1: today's topic?
0: We know. The Libra in me is always thinking about relationships and partnership. Mm. Mm. So, I want to talk about love mm. and dating. You know, I had a um, revelation because I always heard about like women in LA having a hard time dating. I do, I think it is a- across the board, like okay. especially black women. Like, I can't find a husband and I'm 36. You know, like really yeah. panicking yeah. on that because we have mm. a clock and mm-hmm. all these things. And I've always been like, I don't know what y'all are talking about.
1: Yeah, you you definitely, um, men love you. And we're talking about black men. All men love Sakina, but black men <laughs> definitely love Sakina. I, she doesn't have any problems attracting a black man.
0: So I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know if it's because I'm not attached or really looking or mm. I don't do the extra things. Like, to me, a yeah. lot of women do the extra things and I'm all for expressing your inner beauty however you want. Yeah. But do you think that do men care if you like wearing makeup and does it make a difference in whether or not you attract a, a male, what you have on and what you look
1: like? Um, I think that let's say for me personally, I don't prefer a lot of makeup. Um, they're gonna don't, call I, you a whole tip. <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, I'm definitely not a whole tub, but um I don't prefer like eyelashes and all that. Like now I can acknowledge that you put time to, you know, wear these things, but makeup is supposed to enhance is you're not supposed to be out here looking like um Krusty the clown. You know <laughs>
0: You're not supposed to have a whole new face. <laughs> you're not supposed to look like a
1: completely different person. That's not the purpose of makeup. Well, oh, I don't no. believe it's the purpose of makeup. But I'm not the one to tell you what you should do. You do whatever you love. But right. I've noticed most guys care more or less about how the woman makes them feel
0: um, mm. versus
1: all the extra stuff. I think the extra stuff is just that extra stuff, right? And I, I prefer a woman who's naturally beauty who doesn't do too much. Yeah, you could, you know, you could have your nails and... and um your hair did and all that, but you ain't doing too much,
0: right? You're not yeah. trying to compensate for what you don't really feel inside. Like in my journey, like it was really important for me at a certain period, like not to wear weaves. Yeah, It'd be like I had to really do the work and just falling in love with myself, and mm-hmm. and that I think is actually a big part of um, why it's easy. Or on the easier side in terms of you know dating whether or not i'm in a season of dating to have fun or the season i'm in now where i'm like no i'm done with dating if, yeah. if you're not ready to if you're not looking for a partner then don't come holla like you know what i'm saying like yeah. regardless of kind of what season it is i think it's easy because of the work and time and the god work and the meditation and the self-care to fall in love with myself, Hmm. you know, like taking myself on dates, buying myself flowers, (laughs) you know, doing these things so that when somebody shows up, it's like, oh, she's not looking for nothing from me, you Hmm. know? I think that these things are energetic and that men might pick up on that and that's why it's kind of like, oh, who's that, who's she? Um, And other, other friends that I have who are really dope, like, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, you can't find a black man. Like, because <laughs> they out here, true, and they and they checking for us, you know. Yeah, and there's a lot of competition, you know.
1: Yeah, and I know there's gonna be someone who's like, she don't know what she's talking about. But I think, okay, <clears throat> I, this is what I observe with you. I think you do a few things that I don't observe from other women. You position yourself for a man to approach you, and you know how to flirt. <gasps> <laughs>
0: that's the Pisces in me <laughs> yeah, you actually
1: know how to flirt and you go after you want if there's a handsome man across the room you'll position yourself right next to him and and then you'll make it comfortable enough where he'll approach you because sometimes guys are intimidated because there are guys who I know um, through societal norms like the guy is supposed to chase the girl that he really wants but Sometimes guys just don't have the confidence or. um, Mm,
0: That's a conversation.
1: Yeah, that is a whole conversation or that they've been rejected so much that it's like, you know what? I'd rather just fall back and just chill for me. I'm not really the type who's going to go out my way to talk to you. It's just
0: so all of mm -mm. the women who. Look, I've been to your parties. Oh, Lord, These girls be drooling. Whatever. Checking you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially be, be. when you wear your hat and you wear the little mm-hmm. shirt with the chest open uh-huh. with the chain. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. They're checking uh-huh. you out and they're literally waiting to be waved over or for a drink to be sent to them. Yeah. You're just saying, like, nah, it ain't going to happen.
1: Yeah. It's not. Especially, when I, <laughs> especially if I'm working, it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm just not that type of person. I think. If it's happened before, it has to be mutual or has to be a certain thing that I see in that person that's going to make me go over there and talk to you. I'm not the type of guy who's just going to shoot a shot at every woman there, whether Mm -hmm. you're beautiful or whether you have this or that. I don't care about all that. That's just me, though. Like I have to hone into something that's going to really make me want to like come over there and talk to you. And then some guys, I think it's it is a security thing like of of men not feeling confident enough to talk to a woman even though you're both giving each other signs but at the same time I notice women don't know how to flirt and they don't know how to to draw a man in because that is an art form
0: the art of flirting the art of Ooh, flirting I'm going to write that down or, I think that's a new book
1: or using like your femininity right yeah. to draw a man in that's that's I know a lot of people talk about um in the past where you know our grandmothers and our grandfathers and how they men they've been married for a certain amount of years. One, that was a different time, but also women may have had I think women may have had uh, been in touch with a certain level of femininity that allowed a man to kind of like draw a man in. Mm. If that makes sense. And I'm trying to say this in a way that's like being very um, careful and gentle of like, you know, women. Like not saying that women aren't feminine, but there was a level of of seduction there, there's a level of of energy energy there that make it makes makes a guy want to come over and talk to you.
0: Yeah. I have not been taking lightly the fact that a lot of men may not be as secure as we want them to be within themselves. Yeah. You know, that a lot of black men may not love themselves. That oh, yeah. a lot of yeah. black men have trauma and mommy and daddy issues, just like everybody else. But definitely, I don't think definitely. it's a conversation that we have with with each other mm-hmm. as we're getting to know each other, as we're linking, like we say, or like as we connect in or as yeah. we're vibing. Um in that process, you know, we're not really talking about the stuff that's not so pretty. Yeah. Because every black woman wants her prince to come and swoop her up and buy her a house, and you know we're we're trained that way. Disney <laughs> trains us this way from Disney. a very young age. It's <laughs> Disney's fault, Disney. <laughs> right. you <Shonda> know. Disney. <laughs> Let me shut up. <laughs> uh, you know, Hollywood trains us this way. That's yeah. part of why movies work. Mm-hmm. That's part of why you know, Pretty Woman. You know, she meets the what's rich a, guy. Uh, Wasn't
1: Pretty Woman? Wasn't she a uh, prostitute?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's. She's a prostitute. That's the low of the low, you know. <laughs> and she meets a rich guy, it's and he's Fine, first of all, it's problematic. He's though. fine, and he takes her shopping, and he nah. accepts her, and he just can't. He doesn't understand why he we're, loves we're, her. We're not
1: going to use that as an example. I think
0: this is a great <laughs> example because because oh, it talks God. about one. It's a classic Hollywood film, right? Yeah. It goes across the board, and it really just demonstrates this. Ideology of being saved and swept up versus which I think a lot of Black women are on this now, where it's just like, nah, I gotta get mine. Like I can't really wait. Like there's a huge gap in pay. There's a yeah. huge. Um, we already know fifty percent or maybe a seventy percent now of Black men are locked up. So like there's just all mm. these different layers to kind of keep this separation. Um, in relationship and building um, successful relationships and building successful relationships. You, yeah. you, is about cre- it changing and shifting the community, which changes and shifts the society. And, you know, like there's layers to like really sh- shifting how we treat each other and how we relate to each other in our relationships.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of it's systematic. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like once you start unpacking it, it's, it gets, kind of heavy, because it's how we treat each other is based off of um, past things that have happened to to black people. Um, mm-hmm. If we're talking about specifically the black love and the dynamic between the black man and the black woman, I think one great book um, that documents this is uh, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome by Joy um, Joy deGry, I think that's it. Um, and she talks about, like, black men who... Uh, you know, once they get on, they end up with a white girl something like that, right? Yeah. And there was a time, of, uh, I, I'm paraphrasing, but there was a point in time where she was saying that, <clears throat> you know, the white woman had all these black women taking care of her, pampering her, and the black man is observing this. So psychologically, it's like this white woman's the top of the pedestal, right? So sure. that translates in the trauma and the DNA and that mind frame gets passed on generationally. Um, oh, excuse me, through each generation. So n- you get these black men who achieve success and they may get a, a white woman, which that's also a socialization too. Like, I think there are plenty of black men who like get with black, black women, like with their success. It's just that we've been socialized to believe it's still kind of like one way and we're still having these these conversational these conversations when in actuality, depending on who you're around is different. Yeah, well like
0: what are the facts, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to tell what the facts are. And mm-hmm. that's not including if you go to other cultures outside of America, right? So I think when we tend to talk about being black in in America, they I think black is being synonymous with being uh, black American, right? Yeah. They, they say black men, there's always generalizations of black men or black women. But if, if I'm saying black men or black women, then there's a whole world full of black men and black women. I can't really determine how everyone is actually acting, right? I could just only talk about my experiences. Um, but I think that the thing is, like, with the trauma, once you start working on the trauma, you realize that it goes both ways. So you have, I'll hmm. uh, give you an example. Um, what ends up happening is, a lot of times, let's say... I know there was a outcry of black women saying for black men to go get their mental health done, right? Mm. I've noticed that black men who do go get their mental health checked, they go to therapy on the regular, they begin to change. Wow. The same women who may have told him to go, the black man's a little bit more aware of certain things that the woman may have had trauma also. But she's not working on it. So what ends up happening is and this is vice versa because this can be applied with black women and black men too the partner is working on themselves the other person is not working on themselves and then you're trying to communicate and now it's a process and then what ends up happening is sometimes they may end up leaving and moving on to someone else who fits more of where they're currently at mentally yeah. so there's also divide there right? So and a lot of the, the outcry is from needs not being met Right for saying we need to work on ourselves as black men um, and also be accountable for our actions and also be there for black women. And um, I think that it's also a balance, there's a balancing act that's.
0: Yeah, for me, whew, how I'm feeling is I need you to be there for yourself right now. Like Word. be there for yourself, take care of your mental health, Take care of your hygiene. Yeah. Take, like, my homegirl just told me that the nerves in your teeth are directly connected to your heart. Mm. And I was like,
1: That makes sense.
0: It does make sense, mm. right? So it's like taking care of your health is something that really needs to become a priority because, I mean, I was in a relationship with someone who had a um, disability. And so, a lot of my um, nature and caring, and how I care mm-hmm. and serving, um, one is part of my upbringing because I also had a family member who was disabled. So it's a part of how I watch the women, you know, um, yeah. move in my family. Mm-hmm. So, for someone who is an overgiver and an oversharer, in across my life, but specifically in relationship. I'm to the point now where it's like I want you to realize it's not our job to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I want you to value and love yourself enough to take care of yourself. Yeah. And because you take care of yourself, I know that you also got me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what like cuz life happens, <laughs> you get old, yeah. you get sick, <laughs> yeah. illnesses happen. Like this this it's just a part of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, if you're busy running around taking care of everybody else, what happens mm. when my back is against the wall? Mm. You know, and a lot of women find I don't know, I don't really have so many friends who are like I'm cooking and cleaning anymore. I think like that train well, is has yeah. sailed. Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely. a I think mm-hmm. it's something that you build up to, right? That there's different layers in creating a relationship and creating the relationship that you want mm-hmm. in communication with your partner or with yeah. the person that you're with versus, because I show up with my crap, I show up with my baggage, with my trauma, you show up with yours, yeah. and we have to decide what is it that we're going to take with us mm-hmm. and what is it that we're going to leave behind because this whole thing has been a hot mess. We've yeah. been lied to across the board, <laughs> you know, like – there, there wasn't no man in the house, so I don't have no example on how to I- I respect you as a man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to tell that to me. Don't assume that I know what you want, mm-hmm. which connects me to my next question because you've been going in on this book, Nonviolent Communication. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's life-changing. Life-changing life changing book. book. Yeah,
0: And so we've talked a lot about, like, I guess that we think that we're communicating, mm-hmm. but we're not really.
1: Yeah, and um, this book comes from... Uh, the Black Men Healing Circles. Shout out to Zen Circles. Um, shout out to Enrico Moses, uh, one of the co-founders. Um, We do Black Men Healing Circles, and me, I would, <clears throat> during the circles, I would listen to Enrico, and I would say, man, you communicate so well. Again, to me, as a as a man, as a black man, learning how to communicate and assert myself um, is something that has always been a, a process my father wasn't in the home I've been around a lot of strong black women but with that comes certain things like they might not actually let you speak because mm-hmm. they're tr- too busy trying to protect you from becoming a statistic um and I would listen to Enrico and, and i would say man you communicate so well and he's like well a lot of it's because of this this uh book nonviolent communication which the author is uh Marshall Rosenberg um and Within the book, it just talks about communicating our needs and also how to listen to someone, even if they're projecting um, and they're yelling at you, how to listen to the feelings and intentions behind the words. Because we tend to listen to the words, right? So I give you a, a perfect example of me not doing it right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> of me not okay. doing it right. And I had to. And, and it's a process because it's like learning a new language. But recently in Trinidad, I was with my mother. And I'm tired. Like, you know, I'm just leaving carnival and everything. And I'm back at my grandmother's house. And my mother is like, you, you're cooped up in this house. You need to go out. And this is like the day after I got back. And I said to her, I've been busy the last week. I've been running around. I've been, you know, all last week I was doing all the carnival stuff. I didn't say what I needed, though. Mm-hmm. So her reply was, it doesn't matter. You need to get out the house, right? So if you listen to that communication, um, on her end, what are her needs, what are my needs, right? Mm-hmm. So my needs should have said, hey, I'm tired, and I need to rest. That was my need. That's what I was trying to communicate. In my mind unconsciously, I was me saying, Hey, I was busy all last week is communicating that. But it wasn't. For her, saying you need to get out the house is I mean, her need could be to see Trinidad and learn a culture, to see hang with your family, to go out. Now, saying it doesn't matter is a form of violent communication. Mm-hmm. Um she may not have perceived it as that but i perceived it as a a, a violent communication right um and if i listen to her and i'm not going to lie it did hurt when she said that and i and i did communicate that i said hey that i'm telling you what i need right now and when you tell me things don't matter you know there's a way you could communicate it where you could communicate your needs i said that that was that kind of hurt and right now what i need is empathy but i also didn't communicate my, what i needed so, you know, that's unconscious, right? That's, that's the way she communicates directly. She may not perceive it as violent. She may just perceive it as, hey, I'm trying to get you out the house so you can see Trinidad, but I'm like, I, I'm tired. The book gives basic steps on talking about needs. Um, basically, you have to make an observation. You say what you're feeling, what your needs are, and what's the request. So the hardest part is doing an observation versus an evaluation.
0: So go through the process.
1: It's a process.
0: And taking the time to to have a conversation and explain what it is yeah. I'm observing, what it is that I need. and
1: you What you observe, what you feel, what your needs are, and what the request is, right? And the thing is, people get caught up in evaluations. I'll give you an, uh, another example, something a little bit more easy because I don't think that was a good example. <laughs> Let's say if um, you need to use a pencil and I pick it up before you, now you're mad, right? Let's say if it's your pencil. So the observation is, hey, when you pick up the pencil, I need it to, it makes me feel frustrated because I need to use that pencil. I'm just requesting that in in the future, just ask me to use me. the pencil. Right. That's more simplified version. Okay.
0: I, I just, I want to make sure I have the steps right. So observation. Yeah. Then the need.
1: Need well, observation, feeling. How does it make you feel? I
0: observe this, yeah. It makes me feel that what I need is this, yeah. I'm requesting that,
1: yeah. I needed to use that pencil. I'm requesting that you ask me.
0: Ask me. I think we get real caught up in making requests, like just so Mm -hmm. in relationships, we get real rah 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 about what's not happening. Exactly. Instead of talking about how we feel and then making the request out of it.
1: Yeah, or also a lot of people think they're making a request or they're communicating mm. what they want, but they don't. Yeah. If you observe people, they'll tell you what they don't like. Yeah. All the time, I have plenty of friends, homegirls who talk about what they don't like. They don't talk about what their needs are, though. Mm. And that's she a Called us out, y'all. <laughs> that's a societal thing, though. What are your? <laughs> and then I've had women. I'm like, well, what are your needs? How would you like? How would you like to be treated?
0: We don't know.
1: Exactly. That's when. That's <laughs> Stop when you have. We don't know. That's when you have to. <laughs> do the work. You have to do the work. You need how to know what you your needs like are.
0: Speech? Oh gosh, I have to write this down.
1: Yeah. So it's it's an interesting book. It's a good book. Trust me. It's like he he breaks it down more simple. I haven't used the book in a while. I haven't read it in a while. So that's why I'm a little rusty. But um, it's also a good book that you can um, use on a daily basis. But basically, it's you can listen to someone who's mad, fuming mad, and you can read the feelings behind the words. So let's say if you're yelling at me and you like, you know, you've been working hard all week and I come home and there's just not enough time that, you know, that you're, you're spending with me, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I'm frustrated. So what you're saying is you want me to spend more time with you when I'm off of work. Is that what you're saying? It's like that's is that is that in the realm yeah. of what you're saying? Like you're saying is you just need me to spend more time. Right? And and amongst that, the frustrations could be from all this other stuff, right? It could've been you needed this two weeks ago and you needed some more support.
0: And you didn't say anything. And you
1: didn't say anything. What you did was you just yelled, you projected.
0: Yeah, like I know from my past relationship. The biggest part of the breakdown and slow death of it was not honoring my needs for myself. Yeah. And not saying I need, I feel and I need. Yeah. But suppressing for years, Mm. like for years, just being quiet, you know, like we didn't argue. And somebody, I had an uncle who told me, well, that's not healthy. Somebody's not telling the truth. And I didn't get it. I was like, it's great that we don't argue. It's great. But in retrospect, I'm like, no, it's because you didn't feel comfortable or secure enough to share your true feelings, to share when it was you. I would like get upset and then get pent up about it or mm-hmm. go express it in another way like complaining about something in the house like you yeah. know what i mean like i wouldn't honor the the true feeling at the table and it it took and it's taking a lot of time moving forward in all of my relationships mm-hmm. you know in my friendships cuz you know it's everything is relationship friendships work Definitely. work communication everything to be like okay let me honor my feeling and then make sure need is met and if it's not, let's have a, com- a what I call courageous conversation, right? Because yeah. it takes courage, it takes time. It and the other so. part is everybody needs to slow the hell down. Yeah. We're just, we move so fast. Like we eat fast. We're like doing so much. The world is moving so fast. So, like, sitting down and having a meal together without devices can give you time where mm-hmm. you can communicate these things yeah. and being honest. Well, how was your day? It really, you know what I mean? What's really going on, or how how was therapy? How you know was your whatever your activities are? Yeah. And and being specific about what it is that we're asking, um, but communication is no easy task. Like
1: it's it's definitely not. It's um, learning how to communicate properly because yeah. society isn't based off of us learning how to communicate properly on purpose. Ooh. And <laughs> even language, like good and bad, right? Bad is just something that's out of harmony with your needs. Yeah. So.
0: I like that. Out of harmony with your needs. I'm going to think about that a lot. Just about it, how to be in harmony with needs. In
1: harmony with your what do you need? Because it's emotional slavery, right? You're just suffering, right? Like, so your homegirl or homeboy did something. You over here like, I can't believe they did that. You don't yeah. say nothing to them.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And, and ends up happening is you have a grudge you see them next week you might smile or something like that but you're low-key despising them but at the same time they don't know if they did anything wrong yeah or they don't know how if if what your needs are right and then you don't want to make anyone um feel blame or guilt you want them to actually willingly want to work on it you know like that's the other thing the book talks about making sure you don't blame someone or guilt them right communicate in a way where you're like y'all Yo, I don't want you to feel blame or guilt because that's a whole nother manipulation. And that's when you realize, once you start breaking down the communication, you can realize that people will blame or guilt you in the communication, and they don't even realize that's that's a, it's a learned action, but it is it is manipulative.
0: Yeah, it's true. Ugh, this stuff is hard.
1: It's, it's hard, and I mean, <laughs> the book is... <laughs> yeah it's it's a great book though it's like um i don't think i gave uh, the best examples but it's um because it's a process and i haven't used it to non-violent communication in a while um but one example was when we were going out remember and i needed you to um and you came out late oh my in God. a car and i was like hey when you come down late you, you know
0: oh yeah you told me how you felt
1: yeah i was like you know it's frustrating because i need to get there on time because I made these reservations and I'm just requesting that from the future you just arrive on time yeah that's the but you have to be able to say this is what frustrates me yeah this really is just this action it's not you it's just this action over here
0: and so for me on the other side of that I was like so I knew from the text that you were frustrated and in my head I'm like the reservation was for 930. It's 936. He's tripping like in my yeah. head is where yeah. I was at. But because you communicated that way, I was able to recognize that as an example of how much you value timeliness and how much you value the relationship between you and the venue yeah. because they were looking out so that it became about and like I wrote you a, a I'm sorry card. No, yeah, it was you a didn't whole have to thing. Do all that. I know, but it's, it's, it was my way of honoring the family of, of honoring that you were upset, regardless of how big or small that it was. Yeah. And, um, honoring that I heard you. And yeah. so I know if we're going out, <laughs> yeah. if it's nine 30 to one say, Oh, Hey, I'm running late or, you know what I mean? Tell yeah, the I'm venue just, I'm running mm-hmm. late or whatever, you know, us girls were getting dressed, whatever. Um, but now I know how much you respect time, which makes this girl respect time. Cause I always need a courtesy five,
1: and 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 it's also like empathizing with what you need too, you know. So if you need extra time, cool. I'm just like, well, I just need some communication. Right. So I just could, telling you. Yeah. So, but it's it's like we're not taught to communicate like that, and we're taught to command. So a lot of people think they're asking you to do something when they're commanding you to do something, right? So if I said take out the trash, that's a command. I'm. Probably not going to want to take out the trash because it sounds mm-hmm. like you're commanding me versus just saying, hey, could you take out the trash? You know, like, hey, you know, I was like, I'm just a little worried that the house is getting dirty. Could you just clean up and take out the trash? Yeah. Right. This
0: is everything looks so crazy in here. Take yeah. out the trash. Right. yeah <laughs> that's that's my style of communication <laughs> it looks crazy
1: in here what are you doing you know I get s-
0: you know I get stressed out when it's so crazy you yeah know? Right, right and you're
1: not communicating how you're feeling you think mm. you're communicating how you're feeling right. but you did not communicate your feelings in the book um it talks about that right it talks about what are feelings right so if you say I feel good that's not a feeling that's a generalization you might feel happy you know that mm. like good isn't a feeling all right, I'm it's gonna like a, I'm gonna practice. It's, we're, it's, we're,
0: we're gonna go with this. The house is messy. Um, <laughs> I oh see that the house isn't clean. It makes me feel disorganized and well, disorganized is
1: isn't, isn't
0: a feeling. It makes me feel um,
1: disorganized is like, how you perceive it. I perceive. Okay, yeah, that's Jesus, it's tricky, right? Hard. Yeah, it's tricky. It right? makes me feel like if you like come, the
0: shovel. It makes me feel dizzy. It makes me feel cloudy in my head. Like, what's the feeling?
1: I mean, it could it could be uneasy. It could be um, you could be just frustrated.
0: It makes me. Oh yeah, frustrated is a good yeah. one. It makes me feel frustrated. What I need is help. I'm keeping the home mm-hmm. neat can you after your workout help me clean up yeah or can can we schedule time to clean up
1: or can you just pick up after yourself
0: can you pick your drawers up
1: yeah can you not leave your draws in can room? you not leave <laughs> <laughs> first <laughs> of you, all yeah but you gotta be like, hey, when you leave your drawers in the middle of the living room, it makes me feel frustrated because I need the living room to be neat and tidy. I need to so, be
0: kinder because I'm like, if you got drawers in the living room, I'm not talking to you no more. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you know. So there it's, was early signs I shouldn't be talking to you. Yeah,
1: like, but it's it, and that's vice versa. Like listening to what your needs are. People, it's it's interesting though. But I think back to dating because we just. Went on this whole tangent. Need, tangent.
0: I think it's necessary, though. We don't know. We don't know how to communicate. Yeah,
1: it's it's life changing. Mm-hmm. It's. I had another brother in the healing circle. grab the book. Him and his girl were going through some things, and it's it's a need thing, right? So we we identified. We broke down what her needs were in a certain situation. It could be. I, I noticed a lot, Big thing with women is is safety. A need yeah. for safety. You want to feel safe, right? And You want to also um the a need is also making sure that the the partner will be able to to be there for you um when things are tough and right and that may not be communicated the way that we want it to be communicated but when you go to the basic needs you could say all right well in this situation she needs to be safe like if you're walking if you need to go home, if you're walking home at night, or you have to travel at night, and you're about to walk home, and you're mad because your boyfriend is not walking with you, your need is to be safe. That's really why you're mad, yeah. Because it's like, hey, I need you to walk with me because I need to make sure I'll be safe. I that's have been there. A, that's a need, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy might be like, all hey, right, peace. Yeah. He like, like, what type of man is this, <laughs> right? I can't believe this. <laughs> Right, but you gotta really, call your homegirl. Who's yeah. Ashy's son? <laughs> yeah, but really, your underlying need is like, yo, I needed to know one that he can support me too. Like, I uh, I need to be safe, and he'll he'll be there in times where I need safety. I need support and safety in my mm-hmm. life. So it's, but it's like you gotta know what you need, though. You gotta know what that is.
0: Well, ladies, mm-hmm. I wrote it down. How would you like to be treated? And what do you need? And I think men should do the same thing.
1: Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then men is, is especially men, communicating what your needs are and communicating, drawing boundaries um, with your partners, too, on how you can be treated, right? Because there's, the, the thing is, you can start understanding that your partner may begin projecting on you. Mm. And... You have to draw boundaries and say, hey, you can't, you know. You, saying, hey, don't treat me like that is not telling me what.
0: what how you, to treat you.
1: How to treat you. Right. I need you to treat me like this, right? And um, one fear I ran across with uh, one of my friends was she what had a fear of being manipulated, right? By saying where her needs are to a man.
0: Okay.
1: This man is manipulating her. Oh, to, like
0: pretending. So really pretending, she had trust right? issues then.
1: Yeah. But for me, I was just like, no, tell me what you need. So I have no need to manipulate. Yeah. Like, this is so we can communicate better and we can know how to treat each other. Right.
0: Was this somebody you was dating?
1: No, this is a friend. Mm. This I is was just friend. asking. <laughs> I was just trying to get some clarity. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to get
0: some. Mm-hmm. My fangs will come out.
1: Mm-hmm. But, it's, <laughs> but it's like, you know, just which I could understand for you have men who, uh are manipulative. I mean, yeah, are manipulative <laughs> in situations. So yeah. it's like if I'm telling you what my, what my how to treat me, you might do that to get in my drawers or something like that, right? Yeah. But what the process is, it's like there has to be compassion and empathy yeah. involved too. If you're doing it, if, if the other person is doing this without compassion and empathy, you'll pick up on it because it's not yeah. going to be genuine.
0: And that's why it's so important to be connected and tapped into that intuition. Yeah. Because even if someone is faking, you'll know you Definitely. know what I mean? I, I just got rid of a faker not too long ago. And mm-hmm. um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I already knew. I already knew. So I was already like, whatever. Yeah. But once it started really manifesting, I was like, so all these things that you, when I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm plant-based and I meditate and yeah. all, all these things that you fronted on the front line, you fronted on the dates and all the phone calls, life. Has started to happen and reveal itself And you can't maintain Definitely, You know what I'm saying? You can't maintain that front That's why it's important Not to give your panties up too soon Oh my gosh <laughs> You want to get past the period of being um, Of the faking In the front end or I'm just going to pretend To do this because is that Because you know I think one of the biggest fears For women is we're afraid of being used And we're Most afraid definitely. of being used for sex Yeah, And there's just mm. so many Women I know who are sad and depressed because you're with this guy and that's why the ghosting is so big. Like you're with this guy, you've been, y'all been on five or six dates. You've been talking almost two months and then all of a sudden nothing like, you know what I mean? And I think there's, they can be, every situation is different, but like, okay, we had sex and he disappeared or we had sex two or three times and he disappeared. And so you're all emotionally, Connected and aligned, your chakras have aligned and all this stuff. You're emotionally connected to this person and not realizing that he wasn't even being true early on. He wasn't being
1: true with himself, though, too. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like that to me, the ghosting thing is if I'm true with myself and I'm honest with myself, I'll be able to communicate that, right? But there's also a fear for me communicating what, if I really communicate what I want what my needs are right you it's the backlash i mean there's ways of communicating that but for the guy it's like you're not communicating that your need is really physical it's sex or physical release yeah with this woman but it's also has to be two ways too like the woman's gonna have to definitely be like this is what i'm looking for yeah. Right? If you can't meet that, then. Then you, bye. Then buy, right? And then you got, but that's also like unpacking with the guys, too. Like, they got to be honest with themselves. Some some guys don't even know what they really need. They don't even know. A lot of men, well, let me not make a generalization, but sometimes with, like, men, black men, we have to um, work on what our, exactly our emotions are, right? And. Yeah, no clue. Yeah, and we don't have any clue. Yeah. Of what even how we're feeling we don't have their emotional iq isn't there so it ends up where the guy's manipulate manipulating this woman for sex and you don't even know what your basic needs are Ooh. right
0: <laughs> but we go to, we go into the sex to get to it you know to, to fill to fulfill a need yeah and to then the need. honestly
1: you'd be as a guy you'd be once you start actually communicating with women a lot of needs be the same they're like well you got a high sex drive i got a high sex drive i just want to be safe yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We could have sex, but I want to make sure we're safe. And if you mess around with someone, another partner, let me know, right? But the other thing is, the women may not have communicator needs to begin with, right? They might be mad that you mess around with other women, but did you communicate that I needed to be me? Like, communicate, let me know.
0: I always say that. And, yeah. you know, I still, even making that as an expectation, I never believe that it's going to happen and mm. never believe it. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm the coolest girl. I'm so yeah. cool. <laughs> I just want to know. Because the stakes are really high, right? Definitely, like, definitely. like, my health is on the line. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, Your health that's, is that's on facts. Everybody's health is on the line. Yeah. Nobody wants to make that trip, okay? Facts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to get the shot. Nobody wants these things. <laughs> and they're real, and we don't talk about them, and there's like a lot of stigma around it. But they can be avoided because yeah. we're all human beings. So if you're a guy, you're you're dealing with me, and you're also dealing with somebody else, like, communicate. Give me the control and the choice to decide whether or not I still want to be involved with you, Mm -hmm. knowing you're involved with somebody else. Don't take away my power.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't
0: take away the autonomy that I have for myself. And then you're merging energies, and it can just get real messy. Definitely. But also remove the guilt out of it. Yeah. you know we're light it's life <laughs> we yeah. like to have sex <laughs> no most definitely you like know? you
1: could get your needs fulfilled but it's just community but that's also like there has to be some accountability involved with the, the guy like he has to be accountable for his actions right and um, sometimes the guys don't want to feel shame right um, they feel shameful yeah. for this and they feel guilt but really I've I'm, I'm noticed for like for an example like some of my friends um I have one friend who's in a relationship with a woman and he still has these urges to like... To
0: have sex with other women? Yeah. Okay. Right?
1: I mean, you're going to have physical urges and stuff like that. Um, and I think he wanted like a threesome. I was like, did you communicate that to begin with? Like, whether, like, did you communicate that you might not be into non-monogamous, um, monogamy, excuse me. You yeah, might not yeah. be into monogamy, mm-hmm. right? are you looking to explore that? Like, like opening up the lines of communication, your girl might be down for that. You know, like you, but you won't know cause you never ask. I met plenty of women, especially black women who be down for a lot, but they like, <laughs> their guys never, yeah. never ask. And what ends up happening is they, they go behind their back doing this extra stuff when if they just presented it off top, it would have been, everything would probably would have been copacetic. Yeah. Cause now it's like really, The need for the woman is now saying that I need to know I can trust you. And you weren't honest to begin with.
0: I just had to write down, tell the truth. Like the problem across the board, even when we're talking about the communication, is your courage to tell the truth, the truth for yourself, and not be afraid of the rejection or the shame or the guilt. But, you know, getting connected and just telling the truth. Everything just will flow from the truth shall set you free says the lord
1: <laughs> while we're talking about sex <laughs> but no I, I think that is the biggest thing like and it's i understand as a man sometimes it's tough for me to just because i'm not programmed to be up front you know i was programmed to be s- sneaky or just Ugh, and, and i've been manipulative in the past like i manipulated women and but the best relationships i had with women were like the ones where I was just upfront from from the beginning. Yeah. Right? Like, because now, ain't really no expectations. We know what it is, right?
0: That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> the no expectations with with sex. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that yeah. next. I think, yeah. let's wrap up today's okay. conversation. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll
1: go on and on about this. So this wraps up this episode of The DJ and The Dancer.
0: Make sure to follow us. I'm at Sakina underscore world.
1: And I am at DJ Clean on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Make sure to like, subscribe, and share.